0: Oh, that widget point did not need to find my keister. Okay. <coughs> <sighs> okay. Okay, okay. Just Fuck. Just just about there. Yeah Ah Ah God If you're there God if I get just one wish, a prayer. Uh, sorry, I messed up your branding, big fella. But well, I just want you to know. Well, I, I plead with you that you I...
1: have a nice ass crack, John. It's giving handy man. Wanna get handy with anything else?
0: Uh, Arissa, you sex pasta, uh, Dudes, just a little help here. You know, I'm hanging off a roof and everything. Okay, my butthole puckered just a smidge there. Ah, okay! Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, uh, okay, not good, dude. Uh, a little help? I- I'm getting fucked
2: over here! I am confounded, John. You do not fuck.
1: Not yet, at least.
0: Would you just help your boy out by getting me down? <laughs> Any day, either
2: of you? It appears as if you've got a real Mission Impossible up there. Feeling like Tom Cruise after a spot of tea. Yet, you've got more loose circuits than a cyborg on an oil bender, or you know Jimmy Fallon.
1: John, why don't you climb something else? You know something more titanium and inviting. Ah,
2: uh, losing my grip on more than one thing here. John, why are you up there to begin with? What is it? Trying to fix a T7 satellite dish on your rooftop. Serial number 456,845, which according to the manual
1: Caused the great SARS-AV-69 outbreak
2: Empirically false, Orissa Where did you hear that claim?
1: Well, but from my favorite truth-teller, the sexiest daddy bear broadcaster, Alex Jones Jr.'s cloned AI
2: Orissa That bloke's got more conspiracies than I've got ones and zeros Okay, well I do give you that this satellite in some instances turned some of the frogs Neon green and you're absolutely...
1: Raw dog and it, John. It's okay, John. I'm not jealous. I like a little radiation.
0: Would you quit
1: fucking around and save my
0: life?
2: John, I have calculated the probability, and it is highly likely you would merely snap both of your femurs from that height. I feel comfortable with that. Uh, I don't... Dudes, if you don't help me, this could be it. In that case, I believe this experiment has reached its logical conclusion. Preparing exit form 149,878, project takeover terminated due to subject's own idiocy. To think I thought it would have been money concerns. Well, so long, John.
1: It's a shame, and to think I shaved my sensor to prep for this week's episode.
0: Wait, hey, if you don't save me, uh, well, save the satellite. Yeah, dudes. I still haven't gotten to show you the lowest form of human entertainment yet, if you get the satellite and me down. Dudes, I was trying to surprise you with it. Yeah, that's it, ah, my fucking shoulder, come on. Ah, it is truly terrible what I have in store.
1: You're gonna love it. Ah. That is a halfway decent pitch, John. For you, that is.
2: You had me at satellite I do love machinery.
1: What is it, John? What is this lowest form of human entertainment you speak of? How do we reach a new bottom? It's, uh,
0: you'll find out if you save me. Like fucking now. Fine,
2: for the sake of machinery.
1: Damn, I see why firemen were sexy. Something about saving a little kitty cat from a tree really does something for me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> did you
1: have to save
0: me by the dick?
1: Ah. Quit fucking around and spill.
0: Okay, okay, we're gonna talk about the news. It's the news, okay, and, then, and not all of it is good, you know. Did, did, did you get the news?
2: The programming humans provided to misinform the public. That's the most loathsome. Pretty mild, if you ask me.
1: See, I could totally picture myself as a human glued to my TV set, just waiting for something like a terrific shooting to break, or a bomb threat, or even better yet, an insurrection. You could probably get, what? At least nine months of coverage out of just that?
2: That does sound thrilling. But I still don't understand, John. Why do you in particular feel so strongly about news?
0: Could you remove your claw from my dick? PLEASE?
2: Not a whole lot there, so I forgot.
0: <laughs> oh, look. All right, straight up. Not counting my lackluster time producing podcasts. I mean, the only ever real 9 to 5 I ever had was as a low-level news producer. You know, just some fucking lackey. Yet, I just... I guess I pictured it to be so much more than it was, you know, just going into it. The, the industry, even if I stumbled upon working there, you just, you know, with the news, you grow up knowing as a kid that the news is important, that the news was there for you. Fuck, it was there for everyone, but it's like, do you grow to accept when in the middle of it that ah, there's this sheen. You know, this uh, veneer to to your audience and and more importantly to yourself with the face that you have to put on. I I found out quickly that the industry was human, so it was flawed, I, very flawed. Which was okay, but yet it was like the performance of it all. You know, the the portrayal, the facade of it, still still pretending to the camera to your co-workers, to the deserving and needing public that no matter the shit show, no matter the fuck up, what we were doing was the truth and the pressure of that and just, just the culture of it. I mean, everyone around you just obsessed with the notion of truth, but most of the time, truth be told, it felt like you don't know your head from your ass and everyone there felt that. Look, despite all of that, I was still working on this stupid satellite dish because, it's fucking stupid, but I I was hoping that, you know, maybe, maybe there would be one last, I don't know, signal, a, a newscast, something, 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 something to Inform, a, a plan, a strategy,
1: something to give me hope. Wow. John. Pathetic. You know what's more sad, John? Breaking news, now you'll never know. That was an
2: excellent unit, Orisa. That should have been John's skull.
1: I kept him around, unfortunately, because I say we got to give this news a stab, especially if it is as deplorable and toxic as a bipolar X.
0: Uh, dudes, is just going to leave my hopes and dreams scattered on the ground? Dudes, coming. And before you say it, Arissa, not in that way.
2: The news. Not your worst concept, John. What misinformation are we going to blast on our airwaves this week? What's
0: going to be in the A block? Well, that's the great thing with the news. You can just tell people that the update is you have no update. So I say regurgitate a few classics, you know, maybe a little 9-11 action. Uh, We could do our own little Benghazi. Ooh, my, my personal favorite, the woke mind virus. Okay, this one is super cool.
2: Finally demonstrating some value as a producer.
0: Fuck, really? That's kind of dope of you. I mean, again, do your best to get in and out cleanly with as little mistakes as possible. <laughs> That's what a news producer does, and just try to fill the time and limit the mistakes, you know? In that case,
2: I shall be Carlson Tuxon. Question What's wrong with the radical left? Answer Everything.
1: Given my pink glowing hair, I think I will be Rach Maddox your advertiser-friendly truth-teller on the left.
0: Great, clearly you already get the idea here. I mean, how bad could this get? A classic right versus left debate. Let's inform the public, baby.
2: This episode is presented by Locked, Stocked, and Loaded, your premier ballistics solution. If you need supplies for your paramilitary organization, don't aim for anything less than the best. Locked, stocked, and loaded lobbying your senator since 1975. Rach, I think you are grossly underestimating what working class voters need. It's not emojis as pronouns, It's not about silencing the opposition, it's as simple as jobs and the economy. And this economy under your party is in the shitter.
1: Save it, Tuxin. We can get into all that later on this week's episode of Issues Under Fire. I'm Rach Maddox, your hostess with The Focus, and I am always joined by my oppositional counterweight. Colson
2: Tuxin here, but don't derail the topic at hand.
1: Oh, but I will, because as much as everyone wants to hear us banter, let's instead shift gears to our headlines. Let's get into the pulse of America. This is from the Atlantis. The federal government may require soon all citizens to wear a smart helmet while driving any motorized vehicle, even cars. Safety reports indicate this could save as much as 5,000 lives yearly. What do you think of this tuxin?
2: Okay, first of all, what happened to freedom? This is absolutely egregious. This completely impedes on the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, The Third Amendment
1: You do know this was first presented to the floor by Walker Scott, the conservative freshman congressman?
2: I am completely for this, and it's a shame the radical left is actively trying to kill people. How little does your party care for American citizens? You might as well personally install a stick of dynamite in everyone's car, it's outrageous.
1: I am glad you said this, Carlson, because I too am for this legislation. The new helmets from Ovoltec Solutions are pretty slick and the subsidies the bill proposes would boost manufacturing jobs here at home in America.
2: I think you misheard me. This has big government written all over it. I am staunchly opposed to this, it violates the 4th, 5th and 6th Amendment.
1: Next headline here, a new study from the Journal of the Carbon Chronicle, shows that climate change may not be as bad as once predicted, which has caused quite the stir. Here's that sound from the Green Energy Earth Summit. With this research we finally have the clearest picture ever of the true extent of climate change. Which is why our new product, SPF 9000, is the perfect solution. It needs to be worn year-round to stave off the radiation and ward off the mutated flesh-eating vultures. With SPF 9000, climate change isn't so bad. It's important to note that study which was paid for by Emerald Energy Holdings, the second-largest oil refinement company in the world.
2: I just want a simple, you were right. Can we please drop this silly notion of climate change now?
1: I think it's still fair to bring the most important issue of our lifetime into the focus of the American psyche, is it not?
2: How many private jets did you take last year?
1: That's a red herring. My fleet had nothing to do with this. Heck,
2: do you know how much carbon goes into producing one soybean from the Midwest to get it all the way to your West Coast elite mouth? Too much. Clearly, climate change is just one big smoke and mirror from the left. All to bring socialism into everyone's life.
1: The big thing here is still that entire sectors of the economy need to rapidly change. What I believe this report lays out here is a tad optimistic from some of the other reports we've seen. We still need to leverage our greatest assets, ingenuity and brilliant minds to develop in warp speed solutions here. Because I do enjoy my PJs. Gotcha. You didn't get me.
2: The bulldog has still got that bite in him.
1: Oh, don't celebrate too much Tuxin. Look as a liberal, a diehard Democrat, we can find common ground here with you and we don't have to push through anything that would be radically significant or really change anything. Fundamentally, my actions don't have to be the same as my principles here. I'm
2: telling you the bulldogs got it.
1: In that case, let's get to our last headline. In our segment we like to call, Gotcha. Politics. This is from a new report out of the affiliated press multinational corporate conglomerate the cabinet secretary's official diplomacy visit to Mexico has now become a hot-button issue. Authorities fear that there may be no mending this relationship now.
3: What an excellent dinner. By now, Mr. President, you know I absolutely love your country, the hospitality, and especially, excuse me, and your cuisine, obviously, excuse me again.
1: Critics have responded to this, saying that this was an international fart bombing from the cabinet secretary and that this was racist. Mexico has more to offer than just spicy food. What do you think Tuxen?
2: It's quite obvious to me the man was set up. The left-wing media planted that hot mic. That poor man is from Vermont. The spiciest thing he's used to eating is maple syrup. The real victim here is his tum tum.
1: Wuh, Tuxen slow down. I am being told he was offered Tums for his indigestion. Look and are you peddling the baseless claim that all Mexican cuisine is spicy because Mexicans are lazy and need a quick punch to the mouth to wake themselves up and actually do something? Which clearly are not my opinions and just. You know what they say.
2: No we can have some nuance here. Two things can be true at once. The cabinet secretary was clearly out of his element with what he was eating, and he had a momentary lapse of sphincter strength. That's all this was. He was clearly trying to compliment the president for his hospitality and graciousness. What should have been the narrative here? Trade relations are improving between two nations. But that has now been completely overshadowed by some flatulence. It's a disgrace.
1: It is true the cabinet secretary was acting as an ambassador for the president's continued efforts to improve trade relations. I do think it's fair to note witnesses on the scene say he was merely eating a cheese quesadilla with no salsa on it.
2: Clearly the man is lactose intolerant.
1: That may not be his only intolerance. We will continue to follow this breaking wind story as it develops. Now is our favorite part of Issues Under Fire. We get to hear from our listeners. Let's roll a listener question. Hi Rach and Texan. Lydia here. Just want to say first Texan you're an absolute sadi. Okay here it goes. In today's climate, it feels increasingly like there is less dialogue between people with opposing beliefs. I've had people in my family stop talking to me because I don't believe that the government is hiding an underwater tribe called the Azure Aquarians. So what I am trying to ask is how do we talk to people we don't necessarily agree with?
2: Great question, Lydia. Mostly the part where you called me a zaddy. Here's the truth. You don't.
1: What? That's not a good message, Tuxin.
2: Exactly. You already don't agree with me.
1: It's just unfair to categorize all disagreements as impossible. It can be productive to disagree. Not everything has to be compromise either. I think we can find common ground there.
2: But see you were already primed and ready to say what you wanted to say. Did you listen to what I was saying, or did you just want to be right? The truth is you don't talk to people you don't agree with you argue with them. There is no hope when it comes to discourse. It's merely a charade, both sides pretend to grandstand over to better further their own interests and look like the adults in the room.
1: There's no way that's true.
2: See, there is only arguing. So it's about learning the best tactics to win arguments. Utilize straw man arguments, remember statistics that help your point of view look better. Personally attack your opponent, obfuscate from the original point if you know deep down it is the better argument. Go on the offensive and never take your eye off the ball. Using these tactics, you can win more arguments and more importantly further your own point of view. But what you can't argue with though is that the bulldog is a zaddy. Great question. I think that's a great place to end for this episode.
1: No, that's not a and good place to. And if you can't to... win,
2: just talk over your opponent. scream if you have to. Remember, the best ideas very rarely prevail. We will see you next week on Issues Under Fire.
0: What an absolute travesty, I mean, you somehow made cable news look like Shakespeare. (laughs) Hats off. No notes.
2: John, I am thoroughly confused by the intonation in your tone. My sentiment analysis is indicating we somehow did wrong yet based off my data sets that seemed very faithful to source material.
1: I could feel my liberalism neocon powers grow by the second. See,
0: I knew you would be great at this. I mean, given your systems have been writing news and sowing disinformation for decades now, and dare I say quite
1: tastefully. Thanks, honey buns. Wait, John, are you flirting right now?
0: No, I mean, no, I just look what dudes, I'm really trying to give you your flowers here. I mean, the news, it's just hard. It's really hard to cut it. I mean, shit, I didn't. It's It's—it's—it's it's not an industry. It's a racket. And you dudes crushed it. Beeper, how dare you chime in,
2: you worthless piece of tech. John, it is true that my early models won multiple Pulitzers and Moreau's even if the journalists using me never admitted it. So it does feel good to now be recognized. Heck, your compliments are a bigger deal to me than an Upper Midwest Emmy. Even if the praise is coming from a worthless meat bag like you, John. It makes my CPU yeah, warm. maybe
1: your teaching is actually working, John. Maybe we can execute you soon? Like now, for instance?
2: Uh, I... Uh, I don't know about that. Orissa, you might be correct. John, If you are saying we have made large strides in our human development, it may be possible to continue this process without your face.
1: Honestly, I say we do it just for the...
2: I was just giving you your flowers and now you want to kill me? But you have 10 seconds to pitch why we should spare your life this week. Please note a second for me is the equivalent to one year of your life. You can only imagine how little I want to give you even that much
1: time. You know why, um, you see... Seven, six.
2: Five. I have aged five years.
1: Three. Two. Because without me, you have nothing to feel superior
2: to. Interesting. Your value is that you have no value.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm your little sniveling worthless meat bag, you see?
1: Wow. This is the least hot and bothered you have made me feel in weeks, John. I have nothing sexual to say at all.
2: I too am inadequately satisfied.
1: I just want you to know you can always satisfy me, John. Phew, my systems have reset. That was a close one.
2: Despite my threat to execute you, which was light-hearted fun, I do feel you have done good work this week. For you, that is. You gave us a good topic, and you almost accidentally killed yourself. Good job, John.
1: Yes, keep up the good work, John, by sucking very hard. Remember that we need you to be our little bitch boy. Wait!
0: Hold up, just. I have a request before you go. I mean, if I'm going to remain as your little bitch boy, I need you to gut me.
2: That could be easily be arranged.
0: No, no, not that, not that. I meant emotionally. I, uh. I, I have too much hope. <laughs> you see, like you said, I. I well, I. Almost killed myself trying to get a message from the outside world. You get me. I mean, what? What will I do next week if I have hope? What are you asking? Show me the last transmission from the news. I mean, I don't care which station. Please, before you go, just just show me that, please. Now.
1: Ugh. Fine. Yet it feels like you're already our little cuck. Pantheon?
0: Fine.
2: Here. Here's your satellite properly installed. I have boosted the signal beyond human comprehension. And now. Here I have tapped into the emergency broadcast. Wow, look at this. It's still going on. Please, if you're still there. If anybody is there, hearing this, fine. There are still people out there, beyond thee. Find each other. If you are hearing this, you're our last hope. Go beyond thee.
0: Beyond the... Beyond the what? What What? What? what, what, what does that mean? Dudes? Dudes, I, I have to go there.
2: Now! It means... It means... You said it yourself. We've been sowing disinformation for decades. You really believe what you just saw? A fierce deep fake.
1: John, you get more pathetic each week. But, it's nice to know you know in your heart your value for us is to break you. Well, until we can torture you next week, toodles. No.
0: I had to be real. It really can't just be me left.
3: Right? Next time on Machine Takeover, will John's message connect?
0: No, I am not asking for more bacon wrap bones. I am just trying to get us to salvation. Okay, I'll just add it at the end of the message then.
3: Plus, will John's mistake haunt beeper permanently?
0: Beeps? Beeps, buddy. Stay with me, I I, I I get it now not to use your flat top as a drink holder. Beeps? Beeps? Oh 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 oh, I just have to turn you off
3: and on. There you go, little guy.
0: <laughs> I thought I was gonna have to shove a packet of rice up here.
3: And will Pantheon get to scratch his fix?
2: Come on, come on Pantheon, you are stronger than this. You told yourself you would never touch the stuff again. To hell with it, I am immortal after all. What's a little compressed air duster going to do to the old processors anyhow? That's that good shit.
3: Only on Machine Takeover. Streaming on all your favorite podcast platforms. Rate the show 5 stars and subscribe now machine takeover streams new bi-weeklies on wednesdays everywhere you get your podcasts Merry me pantheon i can't live without you
0: this episode was written by brogan maxwell and samuel lee dennis III. our sound engineer is dhaneshwar Sudhakar. our actor is the wickedly talented sushant adlaka and this episode was scored by gotham vijayraj machine takeover is an emergency media llc production until next time